0: Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Stephen Lawson, president of One Passion Ministries. And four times a week, I teach through a portion of scripture to encourage you in your Christian walk. Join me now for this brief devotion in God's word. Well, you've tuned into Steadfast Hope. I'm so glad that you have. My name is Steve Lawson, joined by Kent Steinbeck. And we're coming to you from Herb's house here in Dallas, Texas. We have a great devotion for this morning. You've tuned in uh, at really the right time. We're going to talk about the love of God, uh, our, our all-loving God. And the passage, Kent, that I, I want to, to start our our thoughts with is 1 John 4, verse 8, um, which says, God is love. Took me a second to find it. <laughs> I thought maybe I had the wrong verse, but no, there it is. There it is. I know. I know the Bible so well, I can't even find <laughs> what's in this one verse. Uh, God is love. So, so this is probably Kent' the most cherished attribute of God, and it is a wonderful and glorious attribute of God. And yet, I think at times it's the most misunderstood attribute of God. Uh, because sometimes when people think of the love of God, it's almost like God is a doting grandfather grandfather in heaven Mm -hmm. and kind of mushy and patting people on the head and saying that's okay no matter what's happened in their life and that God is just kind of a sentimentalist and just uh, affirming and approving everything that takes place here in the world. And nothing could be further from the truth because God's love is also a tough love. <laughs> um, and there are so many different aspects of the love of God that, that we need to talk about. And the first thing that I think should come to our mind is that God's love is sacrificial.
1: That's
0: True love sacrificially gives of itself. Um, true love is not just words. Uh, True love is action. True love is deeds. Uh, True love um, really makes a commitment to give to someone else to meet a need in their life. And just to back that up with a couple of verses, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. No greater gift has ever been given, no greater sacrifice has ever been made than for the Father to give His Son for rebels like you and me. But that is how great the love of God is, that He would be willing to give up His beloved Son, His only begotten Son for us. And I think of Jesus. In John fifteen verse thirteen, greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for another. Um, Jesus loved us so much that he willingly went to the cross. He they didn't have to drag him to the cross. He he set his face like a flint towards Jerusalem, knowing what awaited him, and he triumphantly went to the cross in order to, to love us with redeeming love. So God's love is a giving love. It's a sacrificial love. He has given his Holy Spirit to live inside of us. He has given his word to us that we can study. He gives to us our daily provision. He gives to us um, breath and life. So God is a giving God. The second thing I would say is God is a jealous God. His love is jealous, a jealous love that He will tolerate no other love in our life to compete with the love He has shown toward us, that, that He demands our exclusive worship and that He must be our highest priority because He has loved us with a a love that is full of, of jealousy, and, and that is a holy jealousy. I think another thing we would say about God's love is, is that it is a chastening love. Wow. It, it's, a, it's a disciplining love. God loves us as we are, but He loves us too much to allow us to remain the way that we are. And He chastens us and reproves us and rebukes us at times with love steer us back into the right path and and to take us away from the danger of uh, continuing to live in an area of compromise, let's say. And the other thing that I would say about God's love is that it's steadfast. It's never increasing. It's never decreasing. He loves us the same no matter what. And Psalm 136 says… I think it's 26 times, uh, his love is an everlasting love. His, his loving kindness is forever. The psalmist actually writes that 26 times in one, in, in one psalm to remind us that from everlasting to everlasting, uh, he has loved us. In Ephesians 1, 4, and 5, in love, he predestined us to adoption as sons. Right after he said he chose us before the foundation of the world. So he's loved us from eternity past. He has loved us within time. He loved us at the cross. He loved us when he drew us to himself. And he will continue to love us forever. There will be no end to the love of God. In Romans eight thirty-eight and 39, who shall separate us from the love of God? And the answer is no one, not height, nor depth, nor breadth, nor length, nor things to come shall ever separate us from, from the love of God. So we're just, in essence, swimming in an ocean of God's perfect love for us, and we can never reach the shorelines. We can never reach the depths. We can never reach the borders or the parameters of His love for us. So we are immersed in the fullness of the love of God for us who is constantly giving giving, protecting, um, directing, providing for us. So, Kent, I mean, I'm running out of vocabulary words here and synonyms, but every one of those is a weighty word that expresses some aspect of the love of God. It's unconditional. He doesn't love us because of us. He loves us in spite of us. He's loved us because He's chosen us. To love us. This love has originated within God. It, it, it hasn't been something that has within us that has drawn us to Him. It's the other way around. God has chosen to reach out to us. He is. It's an initiating love that God has for us. It says in 1 John 4 that we love God because He loved us first. Remember that verse? Yeah. We love God because He first loved us first. So, he is the great initiator mm-hmm. of this relationship that we have with God. We were running away from God, mm-hmm. and he came and, and sought us and bought us and brought us to himself.
1: Wow. I, you know, Steve, I, I it's really hard for me to get my brain around this kind of love. <laughs> I, I remember our friend S. Lewis Johnson, yes, a great theologian, saying that... Uh, Outside of the Lord and in our sin, we would kill God if we could. That we are enemies of Him, and yet He loved us as as enemies. I mean, how 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 does that work? How does that? I mean, I can love you because you love me, and I can love people that care about you, are nice to you. So, how is it that God loved us as we were enemies of Him?
0: because that's how great the love of God is that it's higher than our sin it's deeper than our transgressions it's wider than our rebellion Mm. that Romans 5 verse 8 God demonstrated his love toward us Mm. and that while we were yet sinners Mm -hmm. Christ died for us And the next verse verse 9 talks about when we were enemies yeah like you just said he, he, he chose to love us, we who had, were shaking our fist in His face, we who were violating His holiness, we who were committing cosmic treason. He nevertheless chose to love us unconditionally with a perfect love that was far greater than our sin. And there is no explanation for this outside of the fact that God is love.
1: So he didn't look at you and say, Steve, I see something in you. I see a little something in you and a little something in Kent that I like, so I'm going to love you.
0: I gave him every reason not to love me. Mm -hmm. I gave him no reason to love me. Uh, My sin was that great. My depravity was total. My corruption was radical. Wow. And yet... God, nevertheless, even from all eternity past, mm. chose to set his heart of love upon me. And that's really what the word foreknowledge means. Yeah. That he previously chose to love me in spite of me. Wow. And Spurgeon said, God would have had to have loved me before he made me, because wow. once he made me, he surely would have never loved me. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> once he saw me. Wow. So, if you're a Christian, I can tell you that God has loved you with a redeeming love. And if you're not a Christian, I would urge you to run to the love of God, which is demonstrated in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there you will find mercy. There you will find forgiveness. That's where the love of God has been demonstrated to you. May you receive his love by going to the cross by faith. And entrusting your life to Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Steadfast Hope. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Steadfast Hope. If this was helpful to your Christian walk, please leave us a review wherever you listen to this show. And if you want to connect on social media, I can be found at Dr. Stephen J. Lawson or at One Passion Ministries. Thank you for listening. And I hope you will join me again for the next episode of Steadfast Hope.